Hey there, business building warrior. It's your friend, Jim. And we've got a question today that came in in the comments from iTunes. One of the listeners to this show. Hi, David. Thanks for the great question. It's actually uh, David Price left this comment. And yes, we read all the comments, all the feedback. If you send us a question, there's a good chance we're going to address it right here on the show if it's not a question we've addressed before in previous episodes. And you can email us at any time, of course, as well. If you have suggestions or having trouble finding an episode on a particular topic, we'd love to help you out. You can email us at support at silentsalesmachine.com. And hey, if I didn't tell you already, my name is Jim. This is Silent Sales Machine Radio, and we've got a cool question that popped in today. It's kind of a big question, but it's one that I'm going to have some fun tackling here for a few minutes. And we'd love to hear your feedback. Let us know what you think of this rather short episode. This is an audio only episode today. Again, uh, the question is, hey, Jim, how can I run a profitable business? I've noticed that a lot of people are posting their sales numbers, but very regu- very infrequently are they posting their actual profit margin, how much money are they putting in the bank with all those big sales numbers? How do I know how profitable I am and how can I be more profitable? What changes can I make to my business to make it more profitable? So that was kind of the theme of the question. And if you want to use any of the resources mentioned in the show today, I'm going to throw out a few different things at you. Be sure to remember the only link that you need as a listener to this show, silentgym.com. There's a button right there for the podcast. Go to this episode. There'll be show notes there. You can click the links and check out the resources mentioned. Okay, so the question for the floor from David was, I noticed a lot of people posting their sales numbers and he's selling some stuff as well, but he's curious, where are the margins? What's the profit margin? How profitable are these businesses that they're seeing? posted and how can he make his business more profitable? He wants some tips on how to do that. Well, I don't know the profit margins behind everyone's business, but I can say the typical profit margin that we've seen around here for people who do retail arbitrage is on the low end. And retail arbitrage is one of the the introductory ways to get into selling on Amazon. One of the simpler ways. And on the low end, 25% profit margin up to you know, people getting 200% or 300%. So you never know uh, until you dive into an individual's business. You know, some people are willing to sell at very thin margins and sell in volume and other people are very picky and they're not going to sell anything unless they can triple their money. It just depends. Every business is different. So I completely agree. Posting sales numbers isn't all that impressive unless people post their their margins, their net, what they take home at the end of the day. And I can tell you this too, 95% of the time when someone posts their sales numbers, within a few comments in our Facebook group, someone is saying, well, that's impressive, but what's your profit margin? I mean, it happens all the time. So very common question. And it's one of those that's going to vary widely. But we do see, we do observe among some new sellers where they've got a decent amount of volume, but they don't know their expenses and they're struggling a little bit to know just how profitable they are, which products are profitable, which ones aren't. You've heard us talk about that recently on a few episodes, and I'm going to give you a tool. Again, this will be in the show notes as well, but if you go to silentgym.com slash numbers, 
there's a tool that we recommend that can help you know your numbers, know what fees you're paying, know how profitable you are, know which of your products are making you money, which ones aren't, that sort of thing. But let's talk about the different ways that you can make your business more profitable. And these are in no particular order, but it's just a brainstorm list for you to go through and think of, are there any improvements that I could make? One of them is to add more products. I know it sounds obvious, but add more products. Add more products that are profitable. That's how you become more profitable. You serve more customers. I mean, I could actually cut it off right there and and that wouldn't be much of a very entertaining or informative episode, I know, but it's the truth. Sell more products, sell more profitable products. It could be as simple as creating bundles. If you're not making bundles yet on Amazon, if you're not setting up new listings on Amazon, then you're kind of missing out because with a bundle, customers aren't price sensitive. If they see two or three items bundled together, they don't go out and do the math and think, okay, well, item one normally costs $8 and item two normally costs $24 and item three normally costs $6. So that's $38. No one's doing that. No one's comparing the price of the bundle to the price of the individual items. And I can't say no one, but the majority of shoppers just assume if it's a bundle, it's a deal, they're going to grab it, drop it in the cart, away they go happy. So create bundles. There's a lot of margin there. You can bundle in low margin products with higher margin products and get a lot of profit out of a a single sale that way. So add more products, add bundles, and pay attention to the velocity of your inventory too. This is another one. It's a term I didn't hear of until, oh, it's been several years ago, but I'd been selling products online for a long time before I heard someone use the term, the velocity of your inventory. That's just how long does it sit on a shelf? And whether it's sitting on a shelf in your garage or it's sitting on a shelf at Amazon's warehouse, that's costing you money. That's money that's just sitting there not being used when it could be getting used for something else. So without diving into a math lesson on why velocity is important, I mean, we all know the time value of money. $5 today is worth money, is worth more money than $5 tomorrow, right? If you had the choice for me to give you $5 today or $5 a year from now, which would you take? You want it today because it's not worth as much a year from now. If it's sitting in someone else's pocket, it's earning them value, earning them interest or you know the potential to, to roll it over into other items, other sales. So the velocity of your inventory, you want to keep it moving. So given the choice between selling low profit margin items that sell very rapidly or higher profit margin items that sell very slowly only occasionally, over the long term, you're going to see more profit, more net profit, your money's going to be healthier, if you will, if it's moving, if it has velocity, if it's sitting, it's getting stale. And a lot of people don't calculate that. They think, well, if I can pay $300 for this item, knowing that it'll eventually sell for 400, I'm willing to wait quite a while because $100 is a lot, as opposed to selling a bunch of $10 items that sell for 20 over and over and over again, several times a day. I'll take the $10 items that sell for 20 over and over again over a $300 item that's going to sit there for a long time and turn into 400 someday. Because over the long haul, velocity adds up to way more than you might think it is. You know, think of it this way, a little Hebrew lesson here thrown in. We say money circulates the same way that blood circulates in the English language, right? We use the same word, circulation. We put money in banks, we put blood in banks. Did you know that 
In Hebrew, the word money and the word blood have overlapping meanings, overlapping concepts with similar lessons between the two. And human blood or animal blood or any kind of blood, if it's not circulating, it's useless. If it's not moving, it's useless. Put your money where it's moving. Money buried in a tin can in the backyard isn't doing anybody any good for, it's actually losing value over time because it's not moving. And for those of you who are fans of the New Testament, remember the parable of the talents? Who got in trouble? The guy who didn't move the money and turned it into more money. That's the one who got in trouble, right? So make sure your money's moving. Make sure you have a high velocity of inventory, meaning it's turning over rapidly. If you're looking at the same stuff week after week, month after month, something's broke. It's time to liquidate, just like a bad stock. Sell it. It's not going to get prettier the longer it sits there. Sell it, get rid of it, liquidate it, take your loss, move on, get your money into something that turns over. You want to keep your money moving. So that's how you become more profitable, right? And test, test, test a lot. Test frequently, test often, test new products, test dumb ideas, test wild ideas, test new ideas, set up new listings on Amazon. If someone came to me and said, ah, man, my business is just stagnant on Amazon. It's just not much happening. I would ask them, how many new listings have you set up in the last month? How many new items have you tried? The failure cost is virtually zero. The upside potential is huge. It may turn out that all you have to do is set up a new listing. We have so many success stories in our community. People just went out, find an item that's not on Amazon yet. I hear the doubters. I hear the skeptics. Oh, everything's on Amazon, Jim. No, it's not. No, it's not. Of all the items that could be on Amazon in the world right now, I would say maybe 10% of them are on Amazon. The other 90% aren't there yet. And that's probably generous. It's probably more like 3% of all the items that could be are on there. And 97% aren't on there yet. There's just an unimaginable, endless stream of potential items that could be added to the Amazon marketplace. And right now, we live in a time where Amazon is saying, hey, Adam, go ahead, put it on there. Put anything on there. Put it up. If you're eligible to sell it, put it on there. If you're not eligible to sell it, come on, find someone who is and partner with them and get the product on there, which is another way to be more profitable. Partner with someone who already has a product. You don't have to go out and spend $10,000 on inventory and then hope that it sells. You can go to somebody who has inventory that's not moving at a velocity they wish it was. It's sitting on their shelf, not yours. And you say, hey, let me put a few of those on Amazon with you. Let's see what happens. It's one of the easiest business models in the history of man. I mean, come on, think this through with me. We live in a time when people from all over the world can jump on one website, find pretty much anything they need. That's the goal of the website. It wants to be the everything store. They want to have one of everything. Problem is, it doesn't have one of everything yet. It has most things that are very common, but it doesn't have one of everything yet. So you go to people who have stuff sitting around that haven't got their stuff in this everything store yet, and you say, hey, let's put some of it in the everything store and see what happens. There's never been a time in history where that was possible before until right now. And so very few people are taking advantage of that. You have to remember, a lot of manufacturers and business owners and people with products, they're nervous about Amazon. They don't know how to navigate Amazon. They're a little afraid of it. They don't know that they can put their products on there. Amazon is running huge campaigns trying to alert businesses that they can put their products on the platform, but they get mired down in the details. They get stuck, but you know how to do it. You've done it. If you've been listening to this podcast, if you've bought the Proven Amazon course, you know how to put stuff on Amazon. It's not rocket science. 
That's another great way to improve your profit margins without adding any risk to your life. Because when we say test wide, not deep, what we mean is test two or three of this item, two or three of that item, five, 10 at most of any given item. Don't put a lot of money into it. If it's someone else's product, don't put any money into it. Just set up the listing. If something sells, you ship it. You don't even have to do FBA. You can do merchant fulfilled if you'd like. That means you're shipping it right from right from your garage. But you don't have a garage full of a thousand of the same widget. That should never happen. You have two or three of this, two or three of that. If it doesn't sell, you flip it on eBay. You move it some other way. You sell it on Facebook Marketplace. You move on. You know, learn your lessons. And here's another one. This is this isn't as popular of a way to improve your profit margins, but it's a necessary topic to bring up because if, if you think about a big picture for a second, if you want your business to be more profitable, you can either sell more products to more people. You know, you can improve your processes and automate them, right? Make the business bigger, add more people, add more products, add more space. Or the other side of the coin is you can cut your expenses, which is boring to entrepreneurs. We hate that topic. You know, the visual I like to think of is, you know, we as business building warriors, we love throwing new hoses into the bathtub, new streams of income, fill that tub, fill that tub. Now I need a bigger tub, more hoses, more tubs, right? Filling them up, filling them up. What we don't like to do is get down underneath the tub and look for leaks and plug them. We just don't like doing that. Someone else can do that. All that $9 a month here, that $15.99 a month thing that I signed up for eight months ago that's still cranking. You know, we, those things just annoy us. We don't know if, it, if we can't turn it off and with about 30 seconds of effort, we don't bother with it. But man, there's some money there, guys. That's a lot of profit margin leaking out of the tub. And if you go back and look at some of your bank statements and some of those repeating expenses or maybe some of those charges in the Amazon sales report that you don't know what they mean, you need to get in there and know your numbers. Now, that's not something I'm particularly good at, I'll admit, but we have people on the team who do this thing, these sorts of things for us. You know, I have an accountant who looks through and, and accountants are pretty good at looking at numbers and telling you what's up. They can look at the big picture pretty fast and go, wow, you guys are spending a lot more on this category of expense than most businesses are your size. What's up with that? They can ask you those kind of tough questions. That's what a good accountant can do. Make sure you're taking all of your deductions in your business, for example. Get an accountant. Get someone who likes plugging leaks. Did you know there's people who like plugging leaks? You know, we're the ones that throw the garden hoses into the bathtub and fill the tub faster and make, you know, we say, hey, we need a bigger bathtub over here. We've got more hoses to add. That's us, business builders. There's people who like getting under the tub and plugging those leaks. You need those people in your life. You need to find those little leaks and shut them down because that is eating away at your profits. Another great way to increase your profits is to increase the knowledge in your head. Work on you. You're not working on your business. You're working on you ultimately. Your business will never surpass you. So if you improve who you are, you're studying, you're educating yourself, you're reading great books, you're surrounding yourself with other great business building warriors, your business will become more profitable. You're going to soak up those great ideas. You're going to have better instincts instead of relying on what used to work and some of the misinformation that you initially started out using, some of the rumors and some of the just bad educational philosophies that are maybe stuck in your head. If you surround yourself with people who are actually building businesses, you're going to shake a lot of that off. If you read content generated by people who are actually building 
significant businesses, you're going to get some good habits. So improve your habits, improve your discipline, improve you. That's how you build a more profitable business as well. So that's just some general ideas I flew through, just kind of brainstormed a list real quick. Hopefully some of those jump out at you. And I know this wasn't a super deep dive, but I would challenge you that there's probably something I just said that you thought, man, yeah, I probably do need to pay a little more attention to that. If you want to be more profitable, pay a little attention to that aspect of it. And if you think I left something off, send us an email, jump into our Facebook group, join the discussion. We'll link right to this podcast episode and you know, tag it to your comment and away we'll go and the community can chat about it. Right now, we don't have a discussion on this topic set up quite yet because like I said, this episode was generated as a result of comment left, a review left on iTunes for this podcast. And if you haven't done that yet yourself, we sure would appreciate a comment or your feedback about this podcast, because that's what fuels us around here is people telling other people and people spreading the word and telling us what they think, leaving us reviews. If you've got a friend who's thinking about building a business online or they could use some extra income or maybe they're frustrated in their career and you think they might enjoy building a business using the internet, send them to silentgym.com or stop by yourself, sign up for our newsletter. It's free. Sign up for our Facebook group, over 50,000 business building warriors from around the world. We love that stuff. And if you want to jump into our Facebook group and start a discussion about this topic that we've hit today, feel free. Even if you're listening to it six months after it came out, we love talking about business building strategies, business challenges, internet-based business opportunities. That's what we're all about around here. So hopefully this episode was helpful to you today. I enjoyed making it. Thanks for the great question, David. Keep those great questions coming and we'll keep the great content coming. Hey, If you didn't know it, I've mentioned it a few times recently, but our YouTube channel has a lot of our episodes where you can see video as well. Today, we didn't do a video. Today was audio only for this episode, but frequently, especially when we have guests, I like to go in and have a video recorded as well. So be sure to look for that. There'll be several episodes. If you click around the most recent 10 or 15 episodes, you'll see several that have a link in the show notes to the YouTube video. So be sure to subscribe on YouTube and give us some thumbs up and some likes because if you guys keep liking that, very few people relative to our overall audience are actually jumping over to YouTube right now. But if enough of you do it, we'll keep doing it. Just a, speaking of numbers and how many listeners we've had, we've had some people curious and ask lately, like, you know, how many people listen to your podcast? How, how, just how popular is it? You know, because at any given time, we're in the top two or three Amazon-related podcasts on iTunes. And on the internet overall, I'm not sure where we rank. It's hard to know. But on iTunes, you can kind of figure these things out somewhat. But on average, like this episode we're recording right now, within a few months, we'll have had about 10,000 people listen to it. And the way we did that math, and that's on iTunes alone. Now, I'm not sure you go beyond iTunes and it gets bigger, the audience gets bigger than that. But the way we did the math is, you know, we're well over 150 episodes at this point. And there's been 1.5 million people who have listened to uh, 1.5 million episodes downloaded. So that tells us that 
basically we did the math. It's about 10,000 people listen to each episode. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Uh, we, you know, we see the graph and anytime we pull, pull out an episode and push it to the community, it instantly gets several thousand listens within the first few days and eventually settles around 10,000 listens or so, unless it's one of our super popular episodes, which a handful have been, they've gotten passed around more virally than others. But that's just a little tidbit of trivia for those of you who are curious. But hey, I think I'm going to wrap this one up. Hopefully you learned a few tips on how to make your business more profitable. I love doing this podcast. I hope you're enjoying it as well. Thank you for listening. And truly the price of admission is please share it with someone. Think of someone that you think might benefit from it. Think of one of your favorite shows and say, hey, go to silentgym.com. Check out episode number, whatever it is, and tell them the episode number. Maybe give them a couple so they can get used to it and see if they like it too. All right, God bless you, business building warrior. It's going to be a fantastic 2019. Man, we've got so many cool things happening right now. Never been more excited about the prospects for those of us who are building online businesses. And I feel like we are miles and miles ahead of the competition in so many areas. It's an exciting time to be a part of this community. So we'll do this again real soon. Thanks for listening. This is Jim signing off for now. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.